Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, the podcast that's been a little busy. Baseball starting a trip to Florida, all kinds of other nonsense. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. It's been, what, just over a week since we did this? Yeah, about a week A little, bit over, a little bit over a week. Uh, but because of your trip to Florida, we didn't do one, and we hadn't talked about Super Bowl yet. Nope, we haven't. So, uh, let's Super Bowl talk. I... I thought it was a good Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, not the, the team that I thought was going to win, the team that I wanted I to win. And around this podcast thought I was going to win, including yeah. Elizabeth Wheat. Yeah. But I thought it was – a lot of people are calling it, like, the best Super Bowl ever. I will not go there. I'm uh, not going to say that either. It's, it, I would put it I don't top really five. official Super Bowl ranking, but – No, I mean, there's game. definitely a couple that, like, stand out. But I would – I'd say, Super like – Super Bowl XLI, obviously. Yeah. Great one. Which one was that one? Uh, the one the Colts won. Over the Bears? Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that, that was a good Super Bowl. I would put that in my top five, too. Um, Me, too. What would, what would your favorite Super Bowl be? Super Bowl XLI. Okay. Or Super Bowl 50. I, I'm not saying this just because it's the Colts, but I think my favorite Super Bowl was the Saints and Colts in 2009. Personally, if I were ranking <laughs> Super Bowls, uh, that one's in a tie for what Super Bowl did we just have? 57, 57. That one is in a tie for 57th. Okay. 56th, I guess it would be a tie for 56th with the one where the Seahawks beat the Col- or beat the Broncos. I really like that one, too. Like, I know it was so one-sided, but... Those um, two are, are, are tied for 50, 56th in my book. I would say Colts, Saints, uh, Packers, and Steelers in 2011. And, man, I don't know another really good one. Patriots and Falcons was a good one, too. All I know is my list starts with the ones Peyton Manning has won and ends with the ones Peyton Manning has lost. Yeah. And I'm just talking about the game itself, but whatever. You um, told me to rank my favorite Super Bowls, and yeah. I did. Well, there you go. Reggie Wayne, Kelvin Hayden down the sideline, mm-hmm. pick six, mm-hmm. did not step out of bounds. Yeah. What a good day. I'm also kind of upset that the Colts beat the Bears in that Super Bowl just because, like, I feel like everybody forgets about Devin Hester's kickoff return to open the game. They did because better things happened. That, was, like one of, that was one of the best six. moments, like. Uh, not really. Yeah, whatever. Back to this year's Super Bowl. Everybody's upset, I think, with the James Bradbury pass interference call. Yeah. But and my thought process on it is if you watch that play in the first quarter, is anybody upset about it? No. Exactly. So it's the right call. Exactly. I thought, I mean, overall, it. It is what it is. Um, you know, one play, did it change the game? Yes, but there's a lot of other things that the Eagles could have done to not let that happen. Like, oh, I don't know, don't blow a 10-point lead. Yeah, you know, that's a really good start. It's a really good starting place it is. for winning football games. If you're up by 10, stay stay ahead. Yeah, but uh, overall, good Super Bowl. I don't think the Eagles are going to be back anytime soon because they lost their offense and defensive coordinator. I think they're still good, but... Yeah, Shane Steichen to the Colts, baby. Yeah, that's going to be not A problem good. for the rest of the AFC South. No, it's going to suck. Not It's going to suck for you, not for us. I'm fine with it. Why is it going to suck for me? I don't think he's going to be any good. Why is that? I just don't think he's going to be any good. What happens to all the other young offensive coordinators to get hired? They do well. Yeah. 
You should be very worried. Oh, just trembling in my boots. Oh, when we draft C.J. Stroud and he ate it, Then I'm definitely not worried. Jalen Hurts, but bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Shane Steichen, welcome to Indianapolis, buddy. Congrats. Hashtag for the shoe. Hashtag go Colts. We still got Derek Henry. I'm not worried. We got Derek Henry. And apparently we're going to get Derek Carr, too. But uh, whatever. Well, well, Shane Steichen's teams have led the league in rushing in back-to-back years. And neither one of those teams had the ability to turn around and hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So I got that going for me. Onward we go. Yeah. Austin awesome basketball. Mm-hmm. Men's basketball. They played four times since we last did this. They did. Uh, the men lost 78-57 in North Alabama. 15 for Drew Gordon. 12-8 and for Elijah Hutchins. Ever. Drew Collier made a first start of the season. It was like a hornet's nest in there. Like, they packed that lower bowl with students, and mm-hmm. they were fired up. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it was get fired up at the basketball game night, but they were fired up. I mean, North Alabama's got a really good – They're like, a good team. They, they, they score a little bit. They're a good team. And honestly, they just have a really good student section throughout. They really can't defend anything. Yeah. But they can score. Their women are the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched our women play like five times because we always play mm-hmm. doubles and we always play the second game after the North Alabama win. I bet I see them play twice this week. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, lost 76-69 Central Arkansas, 18-9 for Deere Gordon. Again, career high 14 for Massonette, uh, 10 for Elijah Hutchins Everett, and Sean Robinson. It was the first time in like – a month and a half, the Govs used the same lineup in back-to-back games. But yeah. our boy Drew Calderon, who started the game before he got hurt at that one, he's going to miss the rest of the season. But nothing you can do about that yeah. for the time being. Then uh, back in the done. Back in the done. Two games left mm-hmm. in the done. Happened last week. Govs lost 60-56 to to Jacksonville. Guy Fauntleroy, he led the effort. Uh, career high. Career high 22 points. Five boards. Matched his career high with four three-pointers. Uh, Fauntleroy, Okorogoro. And Paez all had five rebounds. It was the first time all three of them had le- ever led the Govs in rebounding in their career. It took mm-hmm. Fauntleroy and uh, Okoroko like 25 and 23 games to lead the team in rebounding. Yeah. It took Paez 119. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a fun little stat. I that had. is a very good stat. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. Uh, Govs out. Man, it was a 22-2 to run to open the game. Right. After that, we outscored them 54-38. Mm-hmm. 54-38. But you get down. 20 mm-hmm. points, tough to do anything. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like, I know we had the same thing, or the women's team the same thing at Murray, where it's like, you know, we got down 22-2, to two too, or 22-2 to two also. Uh, two works. Yeah, and uh, I mean. It's not easy. It's really not. Like, erasing a, a double-digit deficit in general is Times typical. two. Yeah, so. But uh, the losing streak ended, though. It ended right there. Last one. Last game in the done. Defu- defended the done. I couldn't say defended the done. I almost said defunded the done. <laughs> we did not do that. We did not defund the done, but we defended <laughs> the done for the final time. <laughs> oh, boy. The Govs got their 432nd all-time win of the done. 432nd and final. Kept the losing total in the done. Where where where'd they keep that at, Alex? Right at 199. The Govs never lost 200 games inside the Winfield Dunn Center. Uh, big day for Sean Roberts at 16 points. He led the team in scoring. You want to talk about efficient? Seven for eight, two yeah. for two from behind the arc, and I mm-hmm. believe he was perfect at the free throw line as well. How about that? Three more in double figures. It was Fauntleroy, uh, Hutchins, Everett, and boy, I'm drawing a blank now. That might have been it. Could have been. I think that was it. I think that was it. Uh, Gus never trailed in the second half. Definitely. We were da- we got up early. They made a little comeback. It was back and forth for the final part of the second or for the first half. Late at halftime. They got it down to one. Mm-hmm. 
never never got the lead in the second half. Closed out the Dunn with a with a big old win. A couple of big names came to the Dunn too. We saw Mr. Uh, Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor in the building on the radio and on ESPN Plus, as okay. was Coach Dave Luce. Awesome. And then I also saw like Drake Reed, Wesley Channels. A couple of really big uh, big names came out, and uh, it seemed like a good time. I like you know I was in Florida, so like I couldn't be there, and I was thinking about that, but I was like you know. What a way to close out the done. Well, what were you doing in Florida, Alex? Why don't you tell us all about it? Well, um, I guess we'll start with a couple of games we had two weeks ago before I get to Florida because we played. Oh, yes, right here in the done. Against right teams here. from Florida. Yep. So uh, we played, it's like our first, like we, we've played four straight games against teams in Florida. But um, so Thursday before our last, we played North Florida. Uh, we defeated the Osprey 77-35 clinched a spot in the A-Sun tournament. The 42-point win is the, lar- is the largest in conference history, or in largest in program history in conference say, is game. Is it the biggest A-Sun win ever, or just Austin P win? Just top. Austin P win. Um, and with that also, the 35 points are the fewest in a conference game in program history. Brittany Young became the fastest head coach to 35 wins, also became the third coach to secure a winning record in each of their first two seasons. So there's a lot of milestones hit, a lot of records broken. Um, Govs also secured a winning season for like the eighth straight year. Secured a winning season in conference play. Um, overall, it, it was just one of our most complete games that I've seen this team play. Because North Florida, like I know it was a 42 point win, so you must be like, oh, North Florida is like the worst team in the A Sun. No, that's a North Florida team that went toe to toe against Lipscomb like two days later. So overall, just a great game. Um, freshman Anala Nelson and Gabby Zapata Smalls each had 14 points. Yamaya Johnson had 13 points and a team-high seven rebounds. I mean, overall, it was just a great win. And then we played Jacksonville on that Saturday, and that was one of the most back-and-forth games I've ever seen in college basketball, men, women, just in general. There was 23 lead changes. Um, final score to that one was 52-55. to 55. Came down to the very last uh, minute of the game. Gabby Spada-Smalls led the Govs with 12 points. Uh, she also led the Govs in rebounds for the fourth time this season with six boards, tied for her third best performance of the season. Um, it's a good Jacksonville team. Honestly, like they're a team that was fighting to stay in the tournament. Um, at entering that game, they were, I believe, 11th in the ace on standings. So whenever they beat us, they moved up to 10th, which is where they still are today. So they That's kept the last spot. Yeah, as of right now, they didn't. Uh, you know, you could tell, especially whenever they came away with a win, whenever our last shot to tie the game fell short, you know, they celebrated like they just won the A-Sun tournament because, you know, they kept their season alive. Because I think if they lose that game, I just I don't think they make the tournament. So, overall, that was Jacksonville. Um, and then we also played a game in Stetson uh, last Thursday. In Stetson or at Stetson? At Stetson. In land at Stetson, whatever. <clears throat> uh, Shamari Tank Hale, I mean, she's played like she has been all season. It was an overall good game, but Tank had 19 points, 12 rebounds. Govs fall 48 to 53. I mean, that's a Stetson team that's built pretty much the same that we are. You know, they're a team that's not going to shoot the three ball very often. They're going to play very physical. Um, they're going to play through their post. Uh, they're going to, you know, try to drive in the paint, dish it out, whatever. But Govs dropped that one. Ty Douglas had a good game as well. She had 11 points on three three-pointers. She'd kind of been struggling a little bit from beyond the arc, but kind of got back into it with that one. 
Stetson made 57% of their shots in the second half, held us to 33%. So it's kind of how that game went. And followed that one up with a 42-55 to 55 loss at number 25 Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. That was uh, – that's a good Gulf Coast team. Yeah, they're pretty good. Like, I mean, that's a team that's <clears throat> won the ASUN tournament five straight years now. Yeah, a lot of the years. Um, and, I mean, they're, they've got wins against Kentucky this season. They went toe-to-toe against Duke, who's number nine in the country right now. Uh, they've also played Stanford who's a top three uh, team in the country right now. So we went in there, and it was a battle between the, uh, the A-Sun's best offense and defense. I thought we played well defensively. Uh, Gulf, Coast, Gulf Coast led the nation in three-pointers at about 13 a game. Uh, we held them to five. Ultimately couldn't come away with the upset, lost 42 to 55. But look to get back in the uh, win column this week against, uh, with a pair of games against Lipscomb. Shall we go to the baseball field for the first time? Sure. Gov's dropped the season opening series. Two to one against Illinois State. Um, Illinois State team's a top one fifty ish RPI team last year. It's a good team coming mm-hmm. in here to uh, coming into the hand. First game the Gus lost three to two. That was Friday night. Jaden Brown hit a two run homer to Austin Peay debut. That's the bright spot. Uh, we'll move on to Saturday where the Gus picked up a big nine to one win. It was Roland Fanning's first ever win as a head coach, first ever win at Austin P. So that's a big day to celebrate. Any or excuse me, Illinois State scored one in the top of the first and held the lead until the bottom of the fourth, uh, where the Gus scored four runs. Seven Austin P pitchers combined to strike out seventeen. That's a big number. That is both. That is a big number. Nick James, uh, North Carolina transfer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. He earned the win after pitching four innings. He struck out six and allowed just one run in those four innings. On to sat or excuse me, on to Sunday. Oklahoma State transfer, Lyle Miller Green. Uh, he led the way. Five hits, two homers, double and five RBIs. He leads the NCAA with 19 total bases this season. Also, uh, the LMG show continued on the mound because he's your Sunday starting pitcher as well as designated hitter. Uh, Five innings, struck out three, and a pretty good good day for a Lyle Miller Green. Maybe he should have been better. I guess he was in contention. Maybe he should have been the A-Sun baseball player league. He should have? Yeah, I mean, I... He, uh, He may or may not have been. He was not, but it's okay. It's all right. We know, we great know, game. We know who the real ASUN player of the week probably should have been. He's my player of the week. Yeah, 19 total bases. That's a lot. And he pitched five innings. Uh, regardless, Alex, softball's had <clears throat> two tournaments now? Yep. They've had two tournaments. Opened the season up at the Running Bulldog Classic in Boiling Spring, North Carolina. That is Gardner-Webb's tournament. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us how that went? Sure. So the Gubs started the Running Bulldogs Classic. Uh, they dropped a 3-2 to to decision against Robert Morris. <clears throat> Jordan Benefil uh, pitched the distance. She had 11 strikeouts and two walks. So it was a little bit of a pitcher's duel right there. Uh, Gov scored one in the third and one in the fifth, gave up two in the second, and then one in the seventh. That ended up being the game-winning run. Jordan Benefil, and we'll talk about her quite a bit whenever, I, uh, whenever we recap these next couple games, but she's been on fire. Um, she's had such a great season overall, whether it's in strikeouts or just shutouts. Um, but going on, Govs fell 9-3 to against Gardner-Webb that afternoon. Samantha Miner uh, pitched five innings, gave up five runs. Emily Nichols pitched a third of an inning, had three earned runs. And then, but yeah, so Govs dropped that game. And then on to Saturday, Govs fall in a 5-10 to decision to Ohio. Benefil struck out seven in four and a third innings pitched, but gives up ten hits and six runs. 
Ashley Martin, who is a transfer from Michigan State, came in and got two up, two outs, but uh, gave up four more runs. That was a game that you know Ohio was just hot all throughout. Overall, you know Ohio's a they're, they're a good uh, team when it comes to softball, but still you kind of like to have that game back. And then due to rain, the final two games of the Running Bulldogs Classic were canceled. That was against George Mason in Ohio. So, yeah, uh, Rain's on, undefeated. What's that? Rain is undefeated. Rain is undefeated. Um, and honestly, I, I really wish we can get those two games back because I think that's a George Mason team and an Ohio team. Like, I know we struggled against Ohio especially. But I think, you know, you can come back and get two, two of those wins. But like you said, rain's undefeated. You and would then, like to have two more wins, especially in that field. And you come away with it's just it, it's a tough weekend that could have been out there. It is. Um, and then you go on to the Tiger invite, which I know we talked about a little bit. Like, that was a, it, was a, it was a difficult field, but I thought we played really well overall. Uh, other teams in that field were Dayton, there was Auburn, Villanova. Govs come away with two wins, and I thought you, we played really well in all five games. Uh, so we start off with a 5-0 win against Dayton. Jordan Benefield goes the distance, gets a shutout, strikes out four, and allowed just two hits and a walk. Um, and then we play number one – or not number one, number 21, Auburn. Are they good? They are good. Uh, we fall 11-1 in that one. Uh, Tiger scored two – Auburn – you know, they just got out to a really good start. They scored three in the first, eight in the third – or scored three in the first and then eight in the second inning, just get out to that really big advantage and just, you know, carry it the distance. And then Govs answer back with a 2-0 win against Villanova. There's another seven-inning shutout for Benefil. Lexi Osowski-Anderson put the Govs up 1-0 in the fourth, uh, which was the first hit for Austin P. with uh, She had a home run. And then Megan Hodum drove in an insurance run in the following inning just to, you know, secure the win. And then later that afternoon, Govs fall to Dayton 5-2. to two. Dayton jumps, up, jumps out to a uh, 2-0 lead in the top of the first. You know, they just extend it to 5-1 in the fourth and just uh, kind of cruise to that win in, in a way. And then Govs closed out the Tiger invite with a 1-5 loss against number 21 Auburn. I mean, that was definitely a very different game compared to the first time that we played Auburn. Govs scored first. We did score first. Um, and Auburn has an ace pitcher, Maddie Penta. I mean, that's probably an All-American at the end of the season. I mean, she's one of the best pitchers in the, uh, in the country. We forced her to throw 93 pitches in the first four innings. Uh, Lexi Osowski-Anderson also recorded her 200th hit in the game, uh, becoming just a sixth gov to do that. Against the War Eagle Tigers? Against the War Eagle Tigers. The Eagle Tigers. The War Tiger Eagles. The War Tiger Eagles. What I've gathered is Jordan Benefil and Lexi Osowski are good. Yeah, quite. Quite good. They're at home next, right? They are. They've got, got what, a midweek? Got a midweek on Wednesday. Weekend off, mm-hmm. and then back at home the next weekend. Yep. Yeah. I bet, uh, I bet they're going to win some games here at home. I would think so. Once you get back, get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, track and field. Split weekend two weeks ago. Yep. The Sanford Bulldog Invitational, that was in, uh, in, in, in at Sanford, obviously. And then the Music City Challenge, that was in Nashville, hosted by Vanderbilt. Uh, Carlin Shooting took first place in the pole vault in Birmingham uh, with a 3.95-meter leap. It's set for the second best mark in the A-Sun Conference by, a student, by any A-Sun Conference athlete this season and trails only her 4.03 mark at the PNC Lenny Lyles Invitational in Louisville, Kentucky last year uh, on her career high list. So yep. pretty good little jump there. Uh, freshman Armani Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Sheriff, yep. Uh, she had a 5.79-meter jump in the long jump. That's second best mark this season, and it's her second best mark. Mm-hmm. And the fifth best by any A-Sun 
uh, jumper. Yep. Athlete. Leaper. Leaper. Whatever the term is. Yes. Leapist. Leapist. I like leapist. Leapist. Yes. Uh, Kyra Wilder and Cameron McClellan both posted second place finishes in the 60 meter hurdles and 200 meter dash, respectively. Uh, Wilder's two point or 24.81 second dash is the second is a season high for the Smyrna, Tennessee native and the second best time by a governor this season. So congrats to them. And uh, back to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming on Kenesha Phillips. Second place in the 400 meter dash was 11 tenths of a second from winning the event. And her 53.66 time is her second best 400 meter time. And uh, it's the second best 400 meter indoor time in program history. And uh, what does it trail? I'd say her own. Just her own. Just her own. Just her own 5350 uh, last month in Louisville. So that's just that's everything with Kanisha, too. Because it's like, you know, if, if she posts the. Oh, Kanisha had the second best time in program history. Oh, what's trailer. it behind? Her own. Oh, she posted the fourth best in program history. What's it behind? Well, three of her own. I mean, she had that. I can't remember what the uh, event was, but it, I think it was at Louisville, too, where it's like she posted like the sixth best 200 or 400, and it's like every other spot was her. Yeah, the top five is all her, so yeah. the sixth best. And, and then it's like, you know, 14. It it's like 14 of the top 15, and I'm like, she, she's so good. Yeah, she's pretty fast. They don't call her a flash for nothing. Yeah. Uh, to the golf course, the men's team been back in action big time. Uh, match play to start the spring. They fell to Murray State five to four at the Battle of the Border match play at the Hopkinsville Country Club. Austin P took the lead out of the gate with Jay Fox beating Derek Lindbergh three and two, and Morgan Robinson beating Walker Beck two and one in the first two matches. Logan Spurrier also picked up a win for the Govs. He went four three over Carson Holmes in his first appearance of the season. Uh, Austin P's final point in the match came from Reese Britt, who beat Murray State's Cameron Cunningham two and one in the eighth <laughs> match. Uh, but Murray State picked up points against Micah Nicely, Daniel Love, Adam and Reagan, Jacob Falk, Scholar. That tied the match at 4-4. Four to four. Payne Elkins and John Buchanan were tied after 18 holes. Uh, I'm not sure exactly if they were tied and then finished and went back out or if they were the last match on the court. They were the number six match, so I imagine they were not last <coughs> on the course. But when you have a tie score and two people tied, that's where your tiebreaker goes. Uh, they played 20 holes, and Buchanan uh, won with a par. He went one up in a two-hole playoff to beat Payne Elkins on the 20th, which – Obviously not the 20th hole, the 2018 holes. They just played two of them again. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, good start. Not the way you want to end, but battled at yeah. the Battle of the Border, you might say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to then, the guess went to the most magical place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> a Bellarmine event? Yeah, a Beller, <laughs> the Bellarmine Mint Golf Tournament, which is hosted at Disney World. That's, I think that's where Bellarmine should put all of their events. Like, Bellarmine should just relocate to Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> that would just be great. Just add them oh to the golf boy. course. The Govs were tied for uh, fifth. They were tied for fifth after the first day. We're still waiting on day two results, but the Govs were tied for fifth after day one. Of course, that was led by Reese Britt and Jacob Foss-Collard. They both went two under. They finished the day tied for fourth. It was a six-way tie for fourth, but they were both in it. And uh, they both shot 70, so two under <laughs> at the par 72. Disney's Palm Golf Course. A couple nice. of golf courses on the Disney property. They're at the Palm Golf Course. So just off the Disney property. Is it? I have no idea. I was well, asking. I mean, Disney owns it, so it's on the Disney property. Yeah. By, by that math. Yeah, good. Uh, like I said, those guys tied for fourth. Um, guys dropped a couple spots. They had, they had dropped a couple spots at the time we were recording this from their fifth place uh, tie. Waiting on the final results. Hopefully they can pick some back up as we finish up day two and head into the third and final day on Tuesday down there at the – is it the most magical or, most, or happiest place? Happiest place on earth is Disneyland in California. It's got to be the most magical. I always get Disneyland and Disney World mixed up, so I have... Where no dreams idea. come true. Yeah. Tinkerbell and Mickey Mouse and all that good stuff. I've got to say, so like... You can't forget about my guy Goofy. And Goofy. And Pluto. 
huh. I love, but not, so it's like, you know, whenever we were in Florida over basketball, little side story, you know, we walk, you know, like we're walking around Disney kind of like, not like Epcot or anything like that, but it's like, we went to have lunch Disney at Springs, Disney Springs. Yep. That's right. Um, cause we had lunch at a pizza place that I believe is like LeBron James's place. Like there you, I'm so surprised you know this cause I didn't, but, um, you know, we're walking around and, you know, when I was a senior in high school, we went to Disney for our senior trip. So, like, I was messaging, like, a whole bunch of friends from high school. But it's, like, I wish we could have gone to Disney. Like, I wish we just had, like, an extra day just, like, walk around. Because Disney is a cool place. I've gone, like, twice. I've enjoyed every trip I've made to Disney World. How many times have you been to Disney? Two or three times. I'd say okay. three. Maybe four. I was at Disney on 9-11. <laughs> really? Yep. How old were you? Uh, five or six. Okay. No, five. I was about to be six. Okay. It was like, at the time, it was like the third time they'd ever shut the park down completely. Mm-hmm. Because it was like hurricanes and that. Yeah. We, uh, they gave us all like comp tickets. Mm-hmm. We, just went, we were staying on property, so we just went to the Disney Hotel, but they gave us all comp tickets. This was 2001, so we bring them back in like 2011. And obviously their systems have been updated. Right. So those tickets did not scan. Gotcha. And they were like, uh, where did you get these? We're like, oh, we were here on September 11th, and they gave us new tickets, but the old ones looked really cool. Mm-hmm. We were vintage Disney tickets, and yeah. they eventually let mom keep them. I That's believe. cool. From what I remember, there was there was some back and forth about whether or not we could keep the tickets mm-hmm. once they gave us the new ones, but they let us keep them. That's cool. So I think they're in a scrapbook. We weren't going to reuse them, but we just yeah. wanted to like, put them away somewhere. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know. It's <laughs> Regardless, back to Austin P. Women's Tennis. Now the story time. Nice little transition. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Get it together, Alex. Tennis. Talk about it. Uh, so women's tennis played Louisville. Um, they fall 6-1 to one to the Cardinals. Freshman Sofia Baranov won her fifth straight singles match and third straight from the number four singles position. Um, you know, her opponent retired in the first um, whenever Sofia led 4-1. to one. It, retired means she, she said we're done here yeah i mean it was it's like a knocking your king down yeah pretty chess. that's exactly what it is um so you know counts as a win for sophia she's been playing really well i think a lot of the freshmen on this team are playing very well against some difficult Aren't uh, they all teams. freshmen except for yana except for yana uh denise and yuha so honestly like i i've liked what i've seen so far from this team you know louisville's they're a good team i mean they're an acc team um they're about a middle of the pack acc team but, you know, to pick up a win, you know, hopefully that gives you a little bit of momentum, especially if you're Sophia uh, going into the last half of non-conference play. And then men's tennis played Middle Tennessee, who, I don't know if you knew this or not, really good at men's tennis. No, when I put this script <laughs> together, I listed all the teams they had wins against. Like, they beat Duke. They beat, they beat Duke. Uh, Virginia they, Tech. Virginia Tech. They played Indiana. A, yeah, they, they played. They lost a, to Wake Forest. They they lost to Wake Forest, but Wake Forest is always a top ten team in men's tennis. Duke's pretty good too. Duke is very good. Um, so MTSU Gubs fall one to six in that one. Freshman Bodie Van Galen won an extended three set match, which means he won. So he won twelve to ten in the uh, ten point tiebreaker. It was his first career win. So uh, he won that from the number six line. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray for Bodie. <laughs> I mean, for your first win to come against the number twenty one team in the country. Not so bad. Not too bad at all. So, but yeah, the men are back on the course. They'll start. Um, they're at Alabama A&M later this week. So, we'll talk about that in a bit, I guess. 
Yeah, we will. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a we've got a guest coming on. We're going to talk to Chandler Curtin of the Austin Football Team. Right after this. Well, I got a call from Rowdy Round six o'clock saying he called a hankering for a honky tonk. Wants a nice cold beer and a country song, but he didn't want to stay out all night long. Well, I ain't the kind to let a buddy drink alone, but I can't turn it off once I turn it on. There's no stopping me once I get going. Put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open. The TikTok Joining us on the PCAST, he's a redshirt offensive lineman on the Ossipi football team. It's Chandler Curtin. Chandler, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. You had workouts early early today? Yes, sir. We started off with a 5.55 this morning and then went to like 9.30. Bright so. and early, right? Oh, yeah. At least you don't have any morning classes. <laughs> Thank goodness. We have practice in the morning usually. So, What's your first class today, late this afternoon? Um, you On Monday, Wednesday, I have a business, global business, but uh, I don't have it on Friday, so I have mathematics later stats that sounds so. like a blast yeah i'm not uh, I, I took it a little bit in high school so <laughs> i got my only college math out of the way in high school never haven't taken one since uh, I, I got all my Englishes out so <laughs> uh second year of school right yes everything kind of going like you know what's going on now you got college locked down right yeah no everything's going really smooth i'm getting i'm getting used to it and then especially like my first year it was kind of just like I didn't play much, so I was kind of just practicing and doing my schoolwork, trying to get the gist of it, and then I jumped right in this year and playing and t trying to balance both. But it's, it's been a real smooth process. All right, so you may not know this, but we're on the like possibly longest streak ever on this podcast of just having sophomores. Oh, really? Uh, it started with Jada Clark, and then it's been like 20 more people. Some other football players, Trey Goodman, Denver yeah. Parker, Dre McCray. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those guys. Katie Bond, Elizabeth Wheat, now you. The fifth football player in the group. There we go. Um, I don't know what's going on with the sophomore class, but you guys aren't going to let anybody else ever be on this podcast. I don't know. Again. Maybe we'll keep the streak going. We'll, we'll, we'll have somebody <laughs> new in about three years from now. Yeah. You guys are all, <laughs> all right. Uh, you're from Atlantic Beach, Florida. Yes, sir. I Googled that this morning, and I assumed it was near a beach. Because yeah. Of and it is, I mean, right on the beach, just near Jacksonville, right? Yeah. So um, my dad used to live there, and my school was actually like three blocks from the beach. So, like... I would get up in the morning. I'd get up, like, school started at, like, 7.15. I'd get up at, like, 7, brush the teeth, put the other on, and fly to school. So, But, uh, no, yeah, no, growing up, growing up at the beach, it, it's, a, it's a real fun experience, you know. And then, like, it's, a, like, Atlantic Beach and Fletcher, where I went to high school, is, like, a really small town. So, like, everyone knows everybody. And everyone comes out on Friday night to watch your games, the whole beach community, you know, sponsors, all that. They all know who you are. Yeah. So, then Would you finish a game and, like, take the pads off? Just walk on down the beach, hang out on Friday night? Or? Um, I did that one time, you know. Usually uh, we'd, we'd head to this place called Miller's Ale House, okay. and they have this thing called a Mountain Melt. I've and been to a Miller's Ale House. Miller's Ale House, yeah. They have this thing called the Mountain Melt, and it's like fries, bacon, cheese, uh, zinger, which are like chicken tenders. Exactly what you so, need after the Yeah, park. no. The beach the beach was like second thought. <laughs> You're like, I got to go get, uh, get the Miller's. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Duval County. Yes. Big Jags fan? Um. I, I root for the Jags, so I have I have two teams. So my mom, she's originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. So big Steelers fan. You know, you grow up into that, and you're kind of like, 
Oh, you're a Steelers fan. Put like ever since you were like yay tall, you know, they throw you in some Steelers stuff. So, but I root for the Jags, you know, like unless they play each other, then I'll root for the Steelers. But my dad's gonna be so mad at me because you said that because he's a Pittsburgh Steelers. Fan. Oh, really? <laughs> but I like the Colts because oh, East Tennessee. Peyton Manning was playing when I was a kid. I was like, hey, Manning's easy, a dude. Easy though. choice here. Yeah, and he's gonna be mad knowing that your mom made you a Steelers fan, <laughs> and I ended up a Colts fan. Oh, uh, uh, let's talk about playing offensive line. Yes. So. I feel like when I ask the football players, I ask wide receivers, quarterbacks, who's your favorite player? It's somebody at that position. If I ask you, who is your favorite football player? Are you going to give me an offensive lineman or are you going to give me a skill player? No, I'm not going to give you an lineman. Okay. Like growing up, it was Big Ben Roethlisberger. Makes sense. Like I wanted to play quarterback. Dude, dudes is probably like about as big as me. Not really, but but like you know he like you look up to him. Like when like you're a Steelers fan, you're like wow, you know, been two Super Bowls. Like watching as a little kid, you know, Super Bowl forty three, going winning the game. You know, you always want to grow up doing that. And I, I honestly like offensive line. Like I I didn't want to play that. Like in, like in middle school, like. I tried out for quarterback my sixth grade year, and yeah. I was mad I didn't make the team. I was like, what the heck, you know? Because, like, you know, a girl wanting to be a quarterback. Everyone Everybody wants to, wants to be a quarterback. Yeah, everyone wants to be a quarterback. No one wants to do the dirty work, so. So, speaking of big quarterbacks. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heath Miller. Oh, yeah. High school quarterback. Yeah. So, my dad, we're talking about my dad for the second time in five minutes now. <laughs> photographer in a newspaper photographed Heath Miller in high school. Oh, really? And the photos of this massive dude playing quarterback at this little tiny school in Virginia. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> no, my my mom, she always wanted me to play tight end because, like, Heath Miller, you know, they always say Heath yeah. when he catches the ball. And now they got Pat Fryermuth and Muth. So, but, yeah, no, like, that was, like, it was Big Ben and Heath Miller, you know, just them, Santonio San Holmes, like, all the all the, all the the Steelers greats growing up. So, you were saying mom wanted you to play tight end. Does that mean Jack Baker's living the O-lineman's dream right yes. now? Yes, Jack Baker's living the O-lineman's dream right now. He's he, – he, We've threw him a pass before. I didn't they, catch it. For everybody listening, Jack Baker came in as an no lineman, got kicked out the tight end this year. <laughs> he gets a pass thrown to him in the Kennesaw game. It drops, drops it. it. <laughs> just right in the hands. Oh, yeah. Just but he practiced it. He caught a touchdown in practice. Everyone went crazy. <laughs> but it, yeah, you got to come down crunch time, Listen, you know? When it's game time, you got to make the play. Yeah. You got to make the play. Got to. So do you have a favorite O-lineman? Now that you have – you are an offensive lineman now. You're not playing quarterback anymore. Yeah. You watch a football game. Is there somebody like, man, I like watching that guy play? You know, um, like when I was recruited here, like I was recruited to play center. Okay. And like I ended up transitioning to guard. But like the guy was just in the Super Bowl, like Jason Kelsey, guys like that, like um, Quentin Nelson. Like those are the newer guys, you know. But like I wear like I wear 52 because of Mike Webster yep. from the Steelers. So like – like, when I saw that was open, because, like, when I first got here, they, like, assigned me a number, and it was, like, 60, and I was like, nah, I can't, I like the 50 number, and yeah. then, like, because they recruited me to play center, I was like, oh, 52, it's open, boom, give it to me. Give it to me. So. So, you're come from a sports family. Yes. Your mom played volleyball at North Florida. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth said your sister plays volleyball? Yes. You have a brother, too. Does he play volleyball? <laughs> he's or the furthest from sports. Furthest from sports? Ever. Okay. I figured everybody else plays volleyball. Yeah, no. He is the furthest from sports. But, no. He's he's doing big things down. He's working at the Capitol in Tallahassee. So Not very nice. Doing big things down Did there. you ever play any volleyball growing up? Um, I'd go down to the beach and play with my mom and my sister and stuff. Get you on the sand? Oh, yeah. No. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have fun playing it. Like, honestly, like... My mom always wanted my sister to play volleyball because she'd do it, and 
I wasn't going to play volleyball because I was obviously massive. So, well, not not as big as some other offensive linemen, but I'm big. So, hey, the sand's got to be good for the footwork. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like you got to pick up your feet. And my sister always wants to go play with me, and she always wants to come. Like, oh, let's go to the beach. Let's go do this. You know. So. All right, let's talk about your college football. You get to Austin P. Your first year, you play in three games. You said you weren't really playing. Yeah. So, then you redshirt. The next year, though, you start all eleven games at right guard. Yeah. How do you make that transition? Is there like a moment in your mind where you're like, okay, I know I'm the starter. I know I can do this. Um, to be to be brutally honest about that, so like coming in, like I everyone has the expectation they want to start. I think that's a big thing with freshmen. It's like you know you want to get on the court as fast or you're court not used field. To not playing. Yeah, definitely. Like when I first like ever since like seventh grade because I ended up making the team in seventh grade in middle school because I didn't try out for quarterback. But <laughs> but ever ever since I um. Ever since there, I've been the starter, you know, and then I played offense and defense. So, like, I was – like, they never came off the field. And, you know, like, I got humbled real fast when I got here because, like, granted, they had guys like Bucky, Colby, Coggle, like, all those guys. And, like, you, you get humbled really fast. It's like, okay, well, this is this is a big-time ball. These guys have been here for three, four years. These guys have been here. They're big. They're strong. Oh, yeah, especially, like, because I came in and I'd, like, the guys before me got COVID year, so like yeah, I'm so playing they were, they with like old. I'm playing with like 25. Years. Like I was in middle school when these guys just got to yeah. college, so like I think that was like a really crazy thing. But like I like I ended up I got a little bit of like end of the game. Like I first game was Moorhead, yep. and like I like I'm tiny, like I'm like six foot. So like they threw me a tackle. Like I was at right tackle, like just trying to kick back as far as I can. Just you know? doing your best. Oh yeah, no, like my legs aren't that long, but I'm like trying to shoot out of the hole, trying to get back there. But um, but yeah, no, this year it was kind of a crazy how it went down. So like we got in the spring ball, and like I wasn't the projected starter. You know, they bring in the transfers and they bring in new guys. You know, and you got to compete just to stay where you were at or get better and improve. And it's funny, like, all through spring ball, all through fall camp, like, I was not the starter. I was a second string I feel like the first guard. depth chart I got, it was like somebody else, you're number two, and then yeah. the game rolls around and you're out there at right guard. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of crazy how it happened. Like, we got – we drove to WKU, like, I wasn't expecting to be the starter. Like, I was kind of like – I was calling my mom. I was like, I'm hoping, you know, maybe, maybe get some playing time, you know. And, like, my mom was going to come out of the game. I was like, Mom, I don't know I don't know if you want to do that, <laughs> you know. I don't want you to pay all this money and come out here and watch me sit on the bench. So, but I found out that night in the hotel that I was starting. Yeah. So, I, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, my goodness. Called my mom, texted my family. Like, I was ecstatic. And I was just like, okay, well, now lock in. Like, you always got to prepare like the starter, and right. that's what I go in. And I ended up – I got out there, you know, I'm, like, nervous. Like, you get you, like first college game ever, you don't know what to think of it. And um, especially against the FBS opponent like WKU. Yeah. So you're, like, your heart's racing. You're like, oh. But it was crazy. Like, as soon as I got out there, like, like everything was just – like, yeah. it all went away. Like, it, I'm like, it's just another game, like – just have fun with it, you know? And, like, I graded out decent. I had a high score in the first game. Yep. And then uh, Coach Stanchek gave me a shot in another game. So I was like, okay, just keep going, build on top. And then it was, like, third game, I think, MVSU fell off a cliff. <laughs> it was like, I graded out, like, 60-something. Like I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose this job. I can't do this, you know? Because, like, once you get on the field, you're in that mindset, like – Don't get off. Like, it's yours. This job's yours. Yep. Don't, don't lose it. Like – take it and run with it 
But uh, but yeah, no. Ended up playing all eleven games. Um, it's just a crazy surreal. And then playing Bama at the end of the year, you know, like playing against the top draft pick. Yo, what was like, that like? Um. Obviously, Honestly, you guys had the game plan for, I mean, Will Anderson, that whole defense, Henry Toto, guys like that. Like, oh, yeah. All those guys are going to the draft this year. But, no, honestly, like, we went in and we expect to win. Like, Coach Walden's big on that. Like, we expect to win every game. Right. So, we went into that game like, all right, here we go. Here's the game plan. Like, you know, and me and another all the a bunch of offensive line, like Brennan, like Harry, like we were all joking, like, oh, it's Will Anderson, like in the hotel, like, you know, trying not to think too much about it. You know, it's just a, it's just a name. Right, like, he's just a guy. Yeah, he's just another dude just like us, you know, playing college football. So we went in there and, heck, if we didn't start off hot, you know, just we missed – Right, Mike threw the ball down the field just inches from scoring a touchdown. I mean, so. we moved the ball. We would get down in the red zone and then – Oh, yeah. It was – I mean – We had plenty of opportunities, you know. You got to capitalize on big things like that. And then Coach Stancheck, he was big on like, all right, let's get on the ticker this week, you know. Like, upset, man, let's do it, you know. Like, heck, we have nothing to lose. Pressure's all on them. So, I know it was a big thing. But we ended up coming out like zero sacks. We were like – yeah. Wow, you know, like especially against, uh, I think they were top three in the SEC. Yeah, in like sacks, so it's like whoa, you know. And then the next week they play in the Iron Bowl, have like five, you know. It's like sweet, you know. Uh, the whole offensive line this year, you and Brandon were redshirt freshmen. Yes, Harry's a sophomore. J- uh, Jalen and Isaiah are both juniors. Yes. So you bring the whole gang back next year. Oh yeah, no, we're 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 really excited about that to like build on what we started from last year because I think throughout the season it was a slow build, like we. You guys definitely better. got better. Yeah, because, like, I think that's a big thing is Coach Walden wants to peak at the right time, like constantly building. And I think we were really starting to peak, and we were praying to get into the playoffs. Having that consistency, too, I feel like with one group, we knew who the O-line was. Yeah. There's obviously some other guys that would come in and contribute here and yeah. there. But we knew we knew what five was going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Is it cool having a, one of your – I mean, I guess two of your guys in your class out there with you too? Yeah, no, it's really cool because, like – Me and Brenner lined up right next to each other. Yeah, we were roommates oh. in Castle Heights. So, it, it was it was kind of funny because, like, we all, we'd always talk about it. Like, first, first, like, two months when we started, like, learning the playbook and stuff, we'd go out and get, like, a whiteboard. And we're out here writing down plays. What is this? What is this? You know, just trying to learn and catch up to the speed of college football. And it's crazy how, like – we ended up playing next to each other, you know, living the dream together. So I think he started almost every game. Yeah, no, he got he had an injury. He missed one or two. Maybe. Yeah, he missed one or two. He got hurt. So yeah, uh, what's it like playing? You talked about the speed. What's it like playing off playing offensive line in an offense that moves this fast? Oh, all these tempo calls. It's a, like a lot of new install every week. <laughs> like you're learning something new every week, and you're trying to build. It like heck, it, we have like every sport. Every everything you can think of, like of tempo calls, it's just like, whoa, you know, like you're trying to learn something new. It's like oh, I thought that was this, that, the other. Um, but no, we we get up the ball. We're trying to snap the ball every 12 seconds. So, like we're running up there, like heck, offensive line that sets the pace. Like if most offensive linemen are set and Jalen's got the ball in his hand, like we're waiting on Mike. Like that's on Mike. Like we push it to Mike. So, but no, it, it's but you got to be in shape. I think that's a big thing. Like. Like right now, waking up like five o'clock, getting yeah. there for five fifty-five, and starting that early. Like, you got to be on top. Like, you got to be in tip-top shape to run this offense. Because heck, if you're not, you're gonna fall behind, and 
it's not going to be good for you. So, obviously, you guys get used to it. Yeah. But the defense you're playing may not be used to it. Does that give you an advantage? Can you, like, feel that? Like, maybe not early in the game, but late in the game when you guys go with some tempo. Do you, like, feel that with the D-line? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like, they start moving a little bit easier. Those dudes are tired. You know, and then, like, I think another thing is, like, they can't get their subs in. Yeah. So, like, if you catch them, like, on, like, five, six, seven plays, because most defensive linemen, they rotate after, like, three or four, three or four maybe. Yeah. So, like, if you can get a five, six plays going, running side to side, especially how fast, like, the players we have, like, it's insane, like, how tired they can get. And, like, you're in shape because, heck, you're running it and you're going and you're going. You do it every week. Yeah. And then, like, we got – like, there was a point last year, like, where we got really short on the offensive line. Yeah. And, like – Heck, the starters are running with, like, the twos, too. So, like, I would be in there. I'd run one right guard, two right guard, maybe bounce over to two center. Like, there was point, like, I was in tip-top shape. Like, I was rolling. So, But it, it does get a lot easier, and it, I think it is – it plays an advantage because, like, you can't mirror that on, like, playing against your guys in your practice. I think the only way you can is if your offense is the same. Like, yeah. An offense that doesn't do that can't just pick it up one week in practice. Like, the scout team can't do that. Yeah, no. It's just it's just not possible. Yeah. Do you prefer a run block or pass block? Um. Okay. So when I first got here, I came from a running offense. So like we'd run the ball 30, 35 times a game, and like our running back Miles Montgomery, who plays at Cincinnati now, like he had like two thousand yards almost back to back years. Like we would we would give it to him. He was our workhorse. And but like honestly, like once I got here, we started learning like pass pros and stuff. I kind of have fun with passing because like. Um, like when they only send three, like a three down lineman, maybe four, like you can set. And if you if you don't have a guy on you, like you go help that tackle. Like the guys aren't looking at you because they're facing you the tackle. So you just go lay them out. Like I had a couple, I think I had a couple against Kennesaw, and no, but but no, like the, I look forward to that. You just like, like hitting people. Yeah, no, because Coach, Coach Stan, like he brought that and implemented that, and like. I was doing it in our spring games, and the D-line were, like, hating me. Like, they were just <laughs> jawing at me, so. All right, well, that's enough of football. Let's talk about school for a second. Yeah. What's your major? Uh, business management right now. Business management. You said you had a global business class? Yes. What, what is that? Um, global business, um, it's kind of like learning, like, where, like, like how, like, like where you get your shirt from or okay. stuff, like places that manufacture and send stuff out. It's kind of like a class like that. Like you're learning about where things come from the world and how it affects the economy and stuff like that. All right. So you're only a sophomore, so you might not have a plan. But what is your plan with that? Do you have any idea? Um, honestly, right now, I'm just having fun playing ball. Just but, playing ball. Yeah, no. But um, – but I'm not I'm honestly I'm not quite sure what I want to do. Like I could definitely get some like like internships and stuff like cuz Austin P is like real good on that, especially in the business mm -hmm. department. So honestly, I can look towards that. I kind of want I want to cuz there's so many different things in business that you can do. I kind of want to find out like what you can do yep. and certain things cuz like Heck, you find something you love it, you run with it, you know, yep. so. Well, you're doing all right because you made the dean's list all three semesters. You've been there, <laughs> I'm so. trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm right. going for the president's list this semester. President's you know? list, there you go. Yeah, so. Uh, last question before we get into our rapid-fire question. I gotcha. Why Austin P? Why Austin P? Um, it's kind of funny how it happened. So, I wasn't highly recruited at all. Like, I had one offer from every division except FBS. And my one for Austin P was F FCS. So um, they they offered me, and I was like, 
I hadn't even I looked I looked up Austin P. I found out it's funny how I found out about Austin P because I found out about it on ESPN Snapchat and it was CJ running for like eight eighty yards, oh seventy five yards. That's how I found out about Austin P. I didn't that, know that play is still the craziest football play I've ever been a part of. Oh yeah, no, coming off of COVID first play that was insane. But um I kinda met some of the coaching staff, like Coach Silvoy, he came from MTSU, and he was recruiting me before the whole COVID thing went down and stuff like that, like my, somewhere like junior, beginning of junior year. And um, he ended up coming here, and like I was like scrapping to try and see where I could go because like, I was just like, you know, I want to play Division One football. Like That's the dream. That's everyone's dream. Right. Everyone wants to go do that. And I thought in my head, like, I can do that. You know, I put that to my mind. I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Yep. And um, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw Coach Silvoy. It said, uh, wide receivers coach at Austin P. I was like, he moves schools? Yeah. I was like, okay, let me DM him. So DM'd him on Twitter. I was like – and my coach called him or whatever and was talking to him, my high school head coach. And he was like, okay, I'll send it to the offense line coach, which was Coach Cochran at the time. Yep. And um, Coach Cochran was – he called me, and I was in a Planet Fitness parking lot. Like, I was – because me, it was, like, late in December, you know. Yeah. trying to – we're going around trying to find cheap trees or whatever or yep. whatever. So, um, we're going to look for a tree pull up. The tree thing's closed. But then he calls me. He was like, hey, what's up, man? We ended up, Like, it was in a yeah. parking lot. And he was like, love your film, man. Like – I don't care how tall you are, like basically going into like, he wants me here. And I would like, I had, I'd never had a coach tell me like, it doesn't matter how tall you are. Cause like, that's college football for you. You know, right. you're not your prototypical, like six, five, three fifty. you know, whatever it can move. Like I'm not your prototypical offensive lineman. And he, um, we talked for about a month or whatever. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I think it was January 7th, he called me one night just randomly because, like, I was expecting a call from, like, another coach that night too. Yep. So I was, I'm just sitting on the couch, you know, relaxing, whatever, and I, the phone starts vibrating. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, it's FaceTime. I'm like, oh, I don't have a shirt on. I'm just chilling <laughs> on the couch. I go run and throw a shirt on. And then he ended up offering me that night, and my mom was just so happy for me and so ecstatic. But – um that next day I committed and I was like, all right, well. Did you ever come on a visit? Nope. No visit? Never been here before. Never heard of so Clarksville. the first time you came was when you showed up to go to school in August. Well, I went summer to. summer camp. I went to um, orientation. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went to orientation. And, um, so that was your first time? That was the first time, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I ended up catching a spring game. Thank, thank goodness they had a spring game. I, ended, I didn't talk to any of the coaches or whatever. You just snuck in. Yeah, I, I was kind of just like, okay, let's see what this is all about. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, no, it, it was crazy how it went down, and I'm honestly real fortunate for Coach Walden and Coach Cochran at the time for giving me the opportunity to show my talents, and you know, for an undersized guy, you know, like it, it, it's a big deal, and it means a lot to me and my family. So well, I'd say it's worked out. Hero Sports, sophomore All-American, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I it's the crazy thing is like I don't like I don't really like talking about it. You know, like if you find out, you find out. But like honestly, like. I'm like me and my family are really fortunate for that. Like my mom, like I look up to my mom. So like, that's a, like, that's a big thing. Like I, I wanted to, cause that, 
I think the real big thing about me wanting to go play college football and go do that is because of my mom. And, like, I didn't want my parents to pay for anything. I think that was a big thing, and that's why I was big on academics, like, big on, like, just trying to get the chance yeah. to do it, you know, trying to find the wage so they don't have to pay a dime, so. But you're doing it. So <laughs> let's do the rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? All right, hit me. All right, what's your favorite word or saying? Uh, let's go. Let's go? Yeah. Uh, what's the last book you read? <laughs> I know I'm in college, but I don't know the last time I read a book in its entirety. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. What's your worst habit? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I think maybe spitting probably. I don't, I don't do any tobacco or anything, but like, I just spit constantly. Do <laughs> you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yeah. I, I, Without I, a doubt. I don't, like, I, I know I'm big, but I could definitely walk a mile. Listen, I've been saying it for years. My friends don't believe me. Yeah, no, I think you can. Uh, you gotta be, think, it's gotta be some like, I mean, yeah, you're not like out there for a stroll, but you just gotta, you can do it. You yeah, no, it's, it's gotta be like fast hip movement, Listen, arms pumping. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, what's one rule in any sport you want to change or add? Um, Honestly, it has nothing to do with offensive line, but I'd probably change, like, if you kick the ball off and it goes to the uprights, like, get a point or something. You want a point? Yeah. So we're just going to steal a point every time Riley kicks off. I'm Riley can boot the ball. That's the thing. I hear, like, rumors of the longest field goals Riley hits off the sticks in practice. Like, oh, yeah, Riley hit from 69 yesterday. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, Riley crushes the ball. It's insane. Uh, what app on your phone gets the most use? Um, Honestly... Probably TikTok now because of Elizabeth. Pretty common answer. There. I think <laughs> yeah. she, had, she had the same one. But but I think, heck, I use I try not to use my phone that much. Okay. So. Uh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I got chocolate and hearts for Elizabeth. Yep, it was Valentine's <laughs> Day, right? Uh, if you're casting a movie about yourself, who would you pick to play you? Heck, Jonah Hill, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I look like, but honestly, maybe Brian Urlacher if I was bald. That's a good – Brian Urlacher would be a pretty good. Yeah, no, because my, my uncle always said I look like Brian Urlacher, <laughs> so as a kid. What's the most embarrassing song you love? <sighs> I don't know. Like, anything like – heck, I listen to Taylor Swift sometimes. Ain't nothing wrong with a little Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Um – Honestly, like any country singer, honestly, like Just any of them. Honestly, yeah, but I, I, like my favorite artist, like my first concert I ever went to was like Easton Corbin. So like I like okay. he's not that big of a name, but like I love his music. There so. you go. Um, what is the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Um, probably somewhere like Europe. Like I, the furthest I've been is like the Bahamas. Yep. Like I haven't gone out of the country any any anywhere else. If you could have any three people over for dinner. Any three people ever, who would they be? Oh, lordy. Big Ben. Big obviously. Ben, easy. Yeah, no, that, that's that's number one. Um, I'm, I don't know how many people are, like, religious or anything, but, like, God, obviously. Yep. That'd be nice. <laughs> Tell me about what I'm doing right and wrong. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, Lord. I guess Tom Brady. I don't know. Tom I don't, Brady, I don't like ben. Tom Brady that much, but... I liked him when he came to Tampa. I don't like the Pats. <laughs> Tom Brady, big band, the big guy. Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, have fun. You know, like, t like, and work hard. Have fun and work hard because that'll get you a long way. It's gotten me a long way. I think I've had more hard work than fun, but 
honestly just having just having fun and making the everybody else around you like excited and happy to, to be there so that's pretty good advice for everybody and you kind of already answered this next one but who or what inspires you um definitely my parents like my mom especially like my mom is like instrumental in like like she wants me to achieve everything and i you know i feel like i let her down when i I don't achieve things. And I feel like I just let my family down in general. Like my family is like, th that's my rock. Mm -hmm. Like for real, like, like I will, I would do anything for them. And like, I'm achieving success here at Austin P like that's all, that's all because of them and for them. So awesome. Last question comes from Elizabeth. Uh, she wants to know what are your top five restaurants in order? She didn't say in Clarksville or anything. So I guess you can say top five restaurants anywhere. Um, Miller's Ale House. Is that number one? Or yeah, it's got to be. Um, yeah, it's got to be number one. Number one. Yeah, gotta love a Mountain Melt. Um, Fuji Sushi. Okay. Um, Texas Roadhouse. Love Texas Roadhouse. Um, North Beach Fish Camp's pretty good. That's okay. in that's in Neptune Beach. It's right there by the beach. And uh, I don't know. Let me think. Uh, I don't want to say like. A bad restaurant because Coach Campbell might get on me. But, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but no, no but, McDonald's, no cookies, no, 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 none of those, none of those. I guess Chick Fil A. Chick -fil -A. Like Chick Fil A is pretty good. Yeah, you can love Chick Fil A sauce. Chicken, little salad, yeah. Maybe not grilled chicken. Maybe but, not grilled and chicken. And not salad. No salad. <laughs> no I'm salad. not a salad guy. That's probably why I'm so big. But do you eat a lot of seafood? Um, when you're at home, I guess. Like. Yes and no. Like I'll take a good steak. I like chicken a lot, but okay. like shrimp, big shrimp. I will. I will bust down on some shrimp. Hammer down on yeah. some shrimp. Yep. All right. So you get to ask a question to next week's guest now. What do you want to ask on next week's episode? Um, oh, Lord. Let me think. Um, probably, I, I guess you have the inspired part, but um, what's like your top three places in Clarksville? What are your, like to hang out just, or go or do go. things. Yeah. What are your top three places in Clarksville? Um. Heck if I know. Forterra, Forterra, Forterra. The Forterra Stadium weight room, the Forterra <laughs> Stadium locker room, and the field at Forterra Stadium. I'm there about 95% of the time, so, but no, uh, chilling at the house, but honestly, maybe Riverwalk. I kind of like Riverwalk, and um, yeah, no, Riverwalk's fun. Anything down Wilma, you know, go get some food, and then... Um, I don't know. I guess Dunbar Cave. You know, I kind of, I kind of like hiking a little bit. Like I kind of just like exploring places, yep. not even really like just looking just around. Just being outside. Yeah. Awesome, Chandler. Appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast. Good luck with uh, spring ball and boot camp and all that. And thank good you. Good luck in the classroom. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Sure thing. There's no stopping me once I get to go and put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open. The tick-tock of that clock is like a time bomb. Yeah, my half past ten, I'm half past tipsy. A quarter to twelve, man, I done had plenty. The countdown's on when the first beer hits me. Another big thank you to Chandler Curtin for... Swing and bye talk to us here on the PCAST. Glad to have Chandler in here. Good to talk to. Good guy. There we go. There we go. Uh, Alex, I hear you watched a movie this week, <laughs> I, and that is a rare occurrence. Where did this happen? On the plane on the way to uh, Florida. Was it because this is the only thing you had to do? Yeah. So, um, What movie was it? I told you not to tell me because I want it to be a surprise on the air. It's a Joker. 
It's a Joker movie. I haven't seen it. Really good. So, like, because, you know, uh, we flew Southwest, and it was like, you don't, like, you get free Wi-Fi, but it's, like, only for movies, and it's through, yeah. like, their movie service, which I didn't know. Like, I'd never heard of that before. Yep. Um, so I was going through the movies, and I was like, and, you know, we'll, we'll try this Joker movie. So I watched the first half on the way to Florida. I watched the second half on the way back from Florida. And uh, How long is the movie? Um, it's like two and a half hours, maybe. How long is the flight? Like an hour and a half. I feel like it's longer. Maybe it's not. I think the last time I flew to Florida was to Tampa, though, so that might be farther. We also got there, like, really. Like, we, we got there ahead of schedule, too. So um, I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing on that plane this week. I'm going to be asleep before it takes off. See... Whenever we left, because we left on Sunday morning, and, um, you know, we got, we had to get up at, like, 4.30 after getting to the hotel at around 11-ish, and so, like, oh, yeah, I'll sleep on the plane, you know, I'll have a good time, and, like, got about 15, 20 minutes into the flight, and I was like, ah, I can't do this, so, just finish the movie. Why are you waiting so long to go to sleep? Can't fall asleep at takeoff, unless I am just, like, absolutely, like, bone-dead exhausted. <laughs> That's one of my favorite talents. I, is it a talent? Yes. Because I did it on the way to and from Vegas, and you were just stunned. Yeah, because, well, it's, so the only two people I've ever met that can do that are you and Jamar. Jamar Perkins, who uh, does um, the radio for women's basketball. It's like, both of you guys, all the time, like, as soon as you get there, you know, you get situated in your seat, and then you just look out. The only thing that keeps me awake, like, until the plane starts rolling, is if I get an emergency exit seat, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get one because I'm, I'm here for the leg room. Uh, you don't want those? No, I, that just reminds, so like Jamar, he's six foot six. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he and I were talking about like, cause like I've stolen the emergency exit and he's like, you know, he's right behind me. He's like, dude. And I'm like, sucks. No, yeah. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, not, sorry, been, buddy. You should have been farther up in line. Exactly. I don't care if Shaq gets on the plane. I'm not giving him my emergency exit. Seat. I would give up my seat for Shaq, but that's literally probably the only person. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I said, the emergency exit briefing is the only thing that keeps me awake before takeoff. Yeah. I, I wish. There's also a lot of kids on this flight. So it's like, so me and Jamar were the very last two people. Like, we had to sprint from the, uh, the little train thing to our gate, like, full-on sprint. And um, Why were you sprinting? Because we were late. Because it's like, it took us an hour and a half, just about an hour and a half to get through security. Because it was insane. Gross. Especially getting there, at, even getting there at like six o'clock or whatever time. For a what time flight? Uh, like seven thirty, eight o'clock, mm. something like that. Should be two hours. Should be. It. I mean, our hotel was also like connected to the airport too, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, like we were definitely pushing it. But you made it, and you watched the sure, Joker. We sure did. It was a eventful little and it was trip good. back. You liked it. Maybe you'll watch another movie now. I, you know, I might. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned until next week. You had a busy weekend because you got back and went to a soccer game. I did. Went to the uh, women's national team. Uh, they played Japan. It was an awesome game. It's the first. It's the Who won? USA. Mm. 1-0 against Japan. Uh, Excuse Ma- you. 1-0. 1-0. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, went there with uh, Emma Kirshner, who's the uh, women's basketball assistant coach. Me, her, and her boyfriend. Did Emma start coaching basketball? Did I say basketball? Women's soccer assistant coach. Sorry, got to sw- got to uh, flip the script. Um, so me, Emma, and her boyfriend Aaron all drove down there. Uh, the team was down there as well. It was a really good time, really good environment. Uh, there's a, I think there was about twenty seven thousand people at the match. It was at Geodis Park in Nashville, where Nashville SC plays. 
uh, Mallory Swanson, the wife of Dansby Swanson, scored in the 45th minute for the game-winning goal. Uh, Dansby Swanson was also there. Just Lieutenant Dan's. That's <laughs> is that, is that what people? That's his Twitter name. Okay, um, I do like that. Lieutenant Dan's. <laughs> but uh, so it was me, Emma, and uh, two of our athletes. We go down to the first level because uh, Emma played club ball with a girl that was on the U.S. national team. So she's going to try to introduce the players to her. But uh, we're all sitting there waiting, and uh, just this guy right beside me is just like, is that Dansby Swanson? And everybody just turns at the same time, and he's, like, pointing at us as everybody's taking pictures, and he's just, like, dancing and stuff like that and uh, just having a good old time. I said it off air, and I'll say it on air. I'm not afraid. Dansby Swanson's a good-looking dude. He really is. He's got some hair, let me tell you. It's, uh, I'm glad he didn't sign with the Yankees. Yeah. Because he's, then he'd have to cut it. He's what? He's the Cubs? He signed with the Cubs. Yep. So, uh. But, yeah, no, it was a good old time watching the uh, national team. That's, a, that's such a good team, too. Lieutenant Dan's. Yeah. But. Back, in, back in Nashville where he played the old, for the old Commodores. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. God, he was so good in college. I can imagine. I feel like he's a better college player than he was a pro player. Like, he's a really good pro player, but mm-hmm. he was dominant in college. It was okay. unfair. Unfair. That Vanderbilt team was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they had pitching, too. They could hit. They had Brian Reynolds. Oh, boy. Um. Anyways, to the week ahead, shall we? We shall. Uh, women's basketball, let's start it off there. They're going to play Lipscomb. How many times? Twice. Well, One, two, two times. A little uh, home and home starting at Lipscomb at 6 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, that's a Lipscomb team. They're right there. Two games above us in the ace on standings. We need to win both of them to get up from. To have a chance to catch them. To get a chance to catch them, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good Lipscomb team, too. Tall they, task? No. I, w- I wouldn't say a tall task. I think. We Beating ma- a team twice in a week is a tall task. Well, that is. Um, we match up really well against Lipscomb, though. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams that we faced uh, next to, like, North Alabama and Gulf Coast, of course. But, you know, we're a top 15 team in the country in three-point defense, top 50 in the country in scoring defense, field goal percentage defense. So I, th- I think if we can hold Lipscomb under, say, 60 points, I really like our chances. Um, I also like everyone's chances in basketball when they hold people under 60 points. Um, especially 50. You know, we've won like was it 24 straight games when we hold a team under 50. So I want to hit you for that. Like, duh. You hold a team under 50, of course you win. I mean, you would, yeah. I mean, you hold a team under 50, you're not losing. Well, apparently we did 25 times ago. <laughs> All right. Um, In the 1930s, when they played two minute quarters. Pretty much. Regardless. Onward. Um, and then after we play Lipscomb in Nashville on Thursday, we'll play them again on Saturday. Uh, it's at 3 p.m. It's senior day. It's a red out. Uh, it's the second to last home game in the Dunn. <laughs> Excuse me. In the Dunn for the women's basketball team. Choked up. I did. Um, again, you know, it's the same team you played on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not you much know, more analysis. You should know the scouting report. You should. Um, and then we're going to have a big old Dunn celebration the next time. We will. The oh. same one we have for the men. Mm-hmm. Balloons, everything. Yep. Uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be the last ever regular season game played in the Dunn Center. Right. It'll be the last one. Mm-hmm. Close it out with back-to-back wins right here in the old Dunn. In the dungeon. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. That was a Dane Disney special. Yeah. Yep. Uh, men's basketball. We're going to do the trip you did last week. I hope you have a great time. We're going to fly down to Orlando. We're going to go down over, go over and play Stetson on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Is that 6 o'clock Eastern or 6 o'clock Central? Six o'clock, what's on the website? Six Central. o'clock Central. And then uh, we're going to hop in a car or bus. Probably the bus. Maybe a boat. 
and we're going to get on over to Florida Gulf Coast. We're going to wrap up the season at 6 o'clock on Friday night right there against the Eagles in uh, Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Fort Myers. I'm excited. We're staying at downtown uh, DeLand, so, you know, you okay. know what they say about downtown DeLand. What? It's downtown in DeLand. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah, we stayed in uh, Daytona when we went, and it was crazy. Yeah, it was race week. It was. It was the was it the Daytona Wednesday and Thursday of yeah, going they into races. They had races Daytona. that night. Yeah, it was. Good time. Busy. I'm sure it was busy. Just a little bit. Uh, all Steve's got to do, play for, uh, play for a little pride. Close out the season with, two, with three straight wins. Because mm-hmm. that's a... Stetson team looking to finish over 500. Or I, I know they're, they'll be they've over. They've already locked up a tournament spot. They're in fourth, fifth. Yeah. They're fourth or fifth. They're, they're, they're in it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a Florida Gulf Coast team that's trying to be in it. Yeah, because they're, what, like 10th right now? I mean, they're just they're on the like outside. Tie for, three-way tie for ninth. Okay. So it's like 10, 9, 10, 11 is all tied there. They're, they're fighting to get in. And we got, them, we got them here on the dunk court. So We did. They're, so. uh, they're going to be looking for one. That they will Look for be. a little revenge if they're a vengeful bunch. Just end the uh, end the season with a couple wins against those Florida schools, and uh, yeah, you know the Govs are really good against Florida. Yeah, maybe. Who we'll knows? See. We'll, we'll see. find out. We'll find out. Softball home opener this week. Yep. Midweek, Wednesday, Northern Iowa. Where at? Kathy Maynard Park. Kathy Maynard Park. What time? I didn't put that in here. Um, Looking it up. It's the one event Alex didn't put a time for. <laughs> it literally is. Uh, so we're going to wait. Yep. Sorry, my phone's being slow. You say sorry? Sorry? Gosh. What? Sound Canadian. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Kathy Maynard Park right here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Alex, you going to be there? I sure will be. You excited? I am actually really excited. I got to watch this team play a little bit. Uh, during the preseason in the fall, you know, like their Red and Black World Series. Kind of kept up with, kept up with them in their first two tournaments of the season. But they're a good squad. I mean, they're coming off a couple of really good wins at the Tiger Invite. I wish we could play out in Northern Iowa. Why? Have you ever where they play softball? No. They play it in a football dome. Oh, really? You have to look up the photos of it. It's incredible. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know what Northern Iowa's football field looks like. Your so dome? it's that? Yeah. They play softball in there. They literally just put in, like, God, that's so Remember cool. Remove fences and everything and just drop bases down and, like, paint the – and the dugouts are just, like, screens in front of a bench. Mm. I love that. It's so incredible. Much. I hate that, I but I love it. they do it the whole season, but they do it right now. They do it last year, too, when it's cold, I guess. Maybe they do it all okay. season. I don't know. I mean, it's too cold to play outside. Yeah, especially in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe it's in – maybe they do both. I don't know. Uh, it's fantastic looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your word for it. Um, nope. It's going to be in Clarksville. That's maybe next right, year. Right here. Right here. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the over-under on Lexi Ozowski home runs. Me too. And I'll take the over. Me too. Okay. Women's tennis. Yep. So the Govs return to Clarksville for the first time this year. Later this week, whenever they play Cumberland's, that's a Kentucky one, and then Cumberland, uh, it's a Tennessee one. Govs are going to play the Patriots at noon on Saturday, and then they're going to play the Phoenix at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Two teams, you know, you're looking to get back in the win column after following the Louisville. So... Two teams you should beat. Uh, teams looked overall really well this season, so hope to pick up a couple of wins at the uh, Governor's Tennis Courts. Right here at the Governor's Tennis Courts. Men's tennis. Yep. Uh, so, Govs are back in action at 1 p.m. on Friday against Alabama A&M before returning to Clark's Vegas for the first time this season when they play Cumberland's. Is at that the Tennessee or Kentucky one? 
Cumberland's is the Kentucky one. Okay. Patriots at 2 p.m. on Saturday. Like we talked about in the first half, men's golf, uh, playing a little men's golf right now. Mm-hmm. They're down at the Mickey Mouse Invitational, hosted by Bellarmine at Disney's Palm Golf Course. We are waiting on day two results. We will get those to you on Let'sGoP.com very shortly when we finish with this. And then uh, day three results, same place tomorrow. Govs yep. were tied for fifth after day one, dropped a couple spots to start day two. Hopefully get those back the last couple holes and then, you know, get them all back on Tuesday. Win, yeah. the, win the thing. Let's do that winning thing. Let's do that winning thing. Uh, baseball team, they're going to play the last of a four-game season opening homestand on Tuesday, 3 p.m., right here at the hand. That's against SIU, who I believe was picked to win the Missouri Valley. They were. They were picked to win the Missouri Valley, so it's a good team coming right here to, uh, to Clarksville. You need to get a win. Yeah, the team that beat you last year. I know, and, you know, you look at our team this year, we're a completely different team. Uh, looked really well in that series against Illinois State. You know, you want to come away with more than one win, but at the same time. You, you know, lost in extra innings on Sunday. So exactly. Tough game. Yeah. However, there's a reason you want to get a win because hitting the road, you're playing at Dallas Baptist this weekend. Second straight season, the guys are going down to Dallas Baptist. Uh, the Patriots, who are so good at baseball, that is the only sport they play Division One. They are Division Two in everything else. I think that's so weird how they're allowed to do that. I mean, it makes sense just because of, like – how are you Division Two and everything else, but your baseball team is a top ten team in the country? Good I, question. I have Fantastic never understood. Really that. good at baseball. Uh, Patriots six thirty Friday at Dallas Baptist. Two p.m. Saturday, one p.m. Sunday on the travel day. Uh, like I said, I think that the Patriots swept the series last year. They did. So the Govs are looking to pick one up. They're in a tough stretch. Yeah, because you get these uh, guys. You get what Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt on the tennis. midweek. Tennessee. No, that's later. It is a seven-game stretch of three at Dallas Baptist, one at Vanderbilt, three at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Those are three top 25 teams on the road. Quite good. But, yeah, go go down to Dallas and, you know, you want to pick up one. I mean, especially – You'd love to win the series. You would love to win that series. Uh, We'll see. It'll be be quite a challenge. But it's a good one. Yeah. Good for you in the long run. Uh, The A-Sun Track and Field Championship, indoor. Yep. So that's the, this week. It is on Friday and Saturday down in Lynchburg, Virginia, at the old alma mater. <laughs> It'll be the uh, Casey Krigger Bowl Championship, whatever you want to call Part it, three or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Gubs competing in their first ever ASUN Championship in on a track and field. Uh, Kenesha Phillips, uh, Carlin Shooten in the pole vault, and Amani Sheriff in the high jump all lead the ASUN in their respective events. So they're the favorites. They, I, they're going into it as the favorites, confident in all three of them to come away with the championship. Close that bad boy out. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, we talk about Flash and Carlin a lot, but Amani, she's a freshman. She's new. She's, she's new. new. This will be her first time in a championship match or event, whatever you want to call it. Um, just see how the Govs do in the uh, indoor championship before starting outdoor in, I think it's later, first week of March, second yeah, week soon, of March. Very soon. Another team getting their season started, the beach volleyball team, is going to play a Moorhead State's Grand Sands Tournament. That's in Loveland, Ohio. I believe it's at an indoor beach volleyball facility. Well, I'm glad it's in Ohio and not Moorhead, Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, who would want to go to Moorhead, Kentucky? Uh, like I said, believe it's at an indoor facility. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm going to say 97% sure. Okay. Uh, Guns are going to kick off the season 9 a.m. Uh, 9 a.m. Central Time on Saturday against Eastern Kentucky. Then they're going to play again later that same day at 1 o'clock against the Eagles of the uh, Moorhead State. The Eagles of the Moorhead State? Yeah, you know, the team that's hosting it, but not at home. Uh, uh, 6.30 a.m. Sunday. You read that, right? 6.30 a.m. 
Central Time. Yeah. So 7.30 a.m. local time there up in Loveland, which is just, just north of Cincinnati, I believe. Against who? Uh, the alma mater, Liberty. The other alma mater. It's the alma mater versus the alma mater. Yeah. Part four. <laughs> part four. <laughs> part four and part two of uh, them. That's at 6.30 Sunday. The Gus play again at 11.30 a.m. Sunday. Once again, those are all Central Time, and they're playing the Colonels again, Eastern Kentucky. Played a lot of beach volleyball at Eastern Kentucky the past couple of years. That's not going to change this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of a lot of tournaments with them, and a lot of tournaments with the Liberty, which is actually a club beach volleyball team. Really, but Didn't they know that. Uh, it counts. So okay, that's what I've been told. I think another interesting thing about beach volleyball, especially in the A Sun, is that even whenever we play like Eastern and Liberty, it doesn't count towards A Sun standings. No, there's no conference play. So because so. I mean, nobody would have an even even number. Right. I mean, you know, still a team you definitely want to pick up, you know, some wins against, especially if you do see them in that ASUN tournament. So I don't think Liberty's in the ASUN tournament. Or at least Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky, definitely. I don't know what the deal is with Liberty. I know they're a club beach volleyball team. So probably not. I'm going to lean towards no, but I mean, if they're letting them play games that count. Yeah. I, I have no clue. No clue. Um, regardless, that's the first beach tournament of the year. Here we go. Uh, Matthew Patrick, Shardy Hudspeth, and Trey Price for all your community service opportunities. Uh, thank you to anybody that supported Elizabeth Wheat the National Rescue Mission these past couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure if you want to still donate to them, you could get in touch with her or with them directly and do some good. Uh, in other words, go uh, – or in other news, keep going to those games and supporting each other. Get those Gulf Cup points. Yeah. Baseball is in second, making their yeah. first ever push to the Gulf Cup title. Yeah, because uh, I know tennis is up there, but no, baseball has been at – they've been in almost everything. And I think it's also really cool because I saw – you know, I wasn't able to go to the Illinois State Series, of course, but, you know, I saw a lot of soccer players and just a lot of other sports, you know, there cheering on the Gov, so makes for a really good crowd. A friend of the podcast, Trey Goodman, was there. He's the only other person okay. I noticed. I, he posted a photo. Yeah. So, football team there. There we go. There we go. Get out there. Hey, softball game this week. Yep. Baseball game tomorrow. Yeah. Why come not? Out, come out and cheer on the Govs. Get out there and cheer on the Govs. Uh, in the meantime, Alex, how can people follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And uh, shout out to Robin and Maddie, um, all the work they've been doing with graphics, video, uh, Robert Smith, photos. I know he's been really busy. It's been Robert's hel- or Robert Robin's helpers, Ethan and Chandler. Mm-hmm. Anybody else we're forgetting? Bree, Bree with Mid Basketball. Shout yeah, out to she, Bree. She's been doing an awesome. She's been doing an awesome job all season. She definitely goes very underrated. So, shout out to Bree. Not underrated. Not underrated. I'm officially not underrating Bree. She okay. football is great. Yeah, she is. Uh, let's go be that guy for dates, news stories, and information. Cody Bush, Alex Howard, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got all the information you can use uh, right there. At let's go be.com. So go get it. Yeah, it's the information you need. It is. I don't know what you want me to say. I want, I want you to give me something there, but I guess not. Uh, Sorry. Tickets. Call ticket office 931-221-PEAY. That's 7329. Uh, baseball and softball season tickets are on sale right now. The home run referral program is rolling right now. That means you refer people to tickets. You get benefits. You get tickets to events at Bridgestone. You get Preds tickets. You get Austin P tickets. You get gear. It's the best of both worlds right and, there. I mean, and the more people you refer, obviously – the more people you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of tickets, you should also stay pretty frosty if you want to uh, take us to Fortera Stadium. Make sure to watch the Govs. Say what? On the old football field. Okay. Watch out. They're coming. Sometime right in the spring. Corner. Stay frosty. Staying frosty. Uh, in the meantime, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website, letsgop.com, backslash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars. Alex? Yes, sir. How many stars? Uh, I'd say five. Five stars. I uh, want to suggest a guest for those who know the local or on Kansas Shout out. Remind us of your favorite memory in the Dunn, because 
We ended this men's season there, or the men's last game there. Last week, women's last game there is in a week and a half-ish. Yep, March 1st. March 1st. Alex, favorite dinosaur memory? Um, oh, man. I would One of the more recent ones is whenever John Morant played in his sophomore year. We definitely didn't come away with the win, but the dunk was completely packed. It was one of the best environments I've seen. Outside of that, I would say uh, the, whenever we played Murray State in, oh, man, it was like 2006, 2007. You know, all those those Murray State teams and, like, the teams we had back then, it was always electric. You know, little Alex was just so hyped and excited to see the uh, basketball teams. People aren't going to like my answer. It's when the roof fell in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Here I am reminiscing about <laughs> whenever I was seven and just happy that the <laughs> Dude, we were sitting, like, 20 feet from it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, too. Um me, Max, Brett Newberg, Alex Sal, good time at the Dunn. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe we won that CBI game. Yeah, in 2017 against Chicago. ULM. Or was, oh, lost yeah. to Chicago. Maybe. Lost to UIC but beat uh, Univer- uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Something like that. One Something like two. that. Uh, tweet us. I'm Sam underscore Craig 19. He's Alex out underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Dickens. Shout out to the Winfield Dunn Center. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. I'd be spinning my wheels going nowhere fast. Pocket full of sorries and an empty glass. I had no cattle and some tumbleweed boots. I'd be blowing in a wind if I didn't have you I'd be a drunk without a drink to drink A guitar with a broken string Without you I'd be a falling star without a